Hey there, we're going to meditate on Job chapter 3 and get some rest. And just want to say a quick hello to listeners in Queensland, Australia. Thank you for listening there. Thank you for listening anywhere you might be while you're listening. I hope you're settled in. I hope you're ready to apply your mind to God's Word and apply God's Word to your mind. Our aim is to meditate on God's Word in our heart upon our bed and be still to find true rest for our souls by filling our minds with Scripture. Got an interesting one this time. I'm going to do my best with it. Job. Job is a very unique book in the Bible. We have worked our way through chapters 1 and 2. We've seen the situation unfold. Job is a righteous man who is suffering intensely and for a long time. And the whole rest of the book is going to be Job in conversation with his friends about why is he suffering. If God is just and Job is innocent, why must he suffer? The tricky thing about Job is none of them really get it right all the way until the very end when God shows up and sets the record straight. But it's still worth taking our time and meditating on it on our way through. And it's a long book. Uh, and I actually considered doing a little bit in it and then skipping on to the end, but I don't think that does uh, credit to God's Word. I think it must be here for a reason. It must be beneficial for us in this broken world in which we suffer to take our time and listen in on this conversation. And it may be that you're restless right now because you are in the midst of some deep suffering. Uh, you may be in the midst of deep grief or loss or pain of some sort that persists or even gets worse. And uh, I just want you to know you're not the only one. Uh, not, and I don't mean that to diminish what you're experiencing, but to hopefully just give you a sense of community. <laughs> there are many who suffer in this world, and Job suffered. And it's not necessarily because you did anything wrong, because Job didn't do anything wrong. But he is suffering. He's lost his family. He's lost his livelihood. His own wife has turned against him. He's lost his, he's lost his physical health. And up to this point, he has not sinned in any way as he's grieved. He's actually worshipped God. And he and his friends have sat together in silence for a full week. His friends have come to try to express sympathy and comfort toward him. And here we are in Job chapter 3, verse 1. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. So Job had been silent in his suffering up to this point with his friends, but he finally opens his mouth and speaks. And what he does is he curses not God, his wife told him, curse God and die, which is uh, lovely to come from your wife, but he doesn't curse God here, but he curses the day of his birth. So let's, let's read on a bit. And Job said, let the day perish on which I was born, and the night that said a man is conceived. Let that day be darkness. May God above not seek it, nor light shine upon it. Let gloom and deep darkness claim it. Let clouds dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. That night, let thick darkness seize it. Let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Behold, let that night be barren. Let no joyful cry enter it. Let those who curse it 
I'm sorry, let those curse it who curse the day, who are ready to rouse up Leviathan. And we can go on. It, it goes on. Actually, it doesn't go on a whole lot longer. Let the stars of its dawn be dark. Let it hope for light, but have none, nor see the eyelids of the morning, because it did not shut the doors of my mother's womb, nor hide trouble from my eyes. That's a better stopping place. So what are we to do with this while we're meditating on God's word? I believe all of God's word is profitable for us in training us in righteousness and purifying us and equipping us to be God's people. So we need to meditate on it. So let's go back to verse 3 where he begins, Let the day perish on which I was born. So he's just saying, if this is what life is like, if there's this much suffering, it would be better that I just never was born. I mean, he had it all. He had a huge family, great um, livelihood, and he, things were wonderful. But he's lost it all, and he's in intense pain, and he doesn't see an end in sight. And maybe you feel that way. I hope not, but I know sometimes we do feel that way, and maybe you do. Maybe you feel like it would be better if you were never born. Now, we're going to have to wait many, many chapters before God answers this. And we're going to have to listen to Job's friend answer this poorly. But I'll go ahead and spoil it for you and let you know that Job is not thinking correctly here. It's not true that it would have been better for him not to have been born. Uh, you can really sum up the whole message of the book of Job. And this isn't from me. I read this somewhere, but I'm not sure who... The message of Job ultimately is when we can't understand God's ways, we need to trust his wisdom. His ways are not our ways. His wisdom is higher than our wisdom. And Job, here he has not up to this point sinned with his lips, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to say he is sinning with his lips right now, but what he is expressing is just raw emotional pain. Obviously, it's not literal. He doesn't actually think that he could retroactively uh, put an end to the day in which he was born. And he's not speaking suicidally here. He's not saying, let me perish today. Let me kill myself. He's just ex trying to express how troubled he is. And so if you perhaps are restless because you are that intensely suffering right now, one, just know that Suffering happens, that you're not alone, that uh, Job suffered and many other people have suffered, and it can get extreme, and it can get intense. Let's read on. Let the day perish on which I was born, and the night that said a man is conceived. Let that day be darkness. May God above not seek it, nor let sh light shine upon it. So let's, in our pursuit of rest and meditating on God's Word, let's think about our own suffering here. Think about your suffering, if you are suffering right now. Is it so bad that you, if you're honest, wish that perhaps you'd never been born? If it's not that bad, take some comfort in that. It could be worse. If it is that bad, Know that God 
can hear you say that. Like you can honestly express that level of grief to God in prayer. And you can honestly express that level of grief to others who come to bring you sympathy and comfort. Like you don't have to pretend that you are happy when you're suffering to this level. It may be that you're restless because you have pent all this up and you feel like it would be uh, wrong of you to be honest. But suffering is not foreign to Scripture. And God's world is at war and is broken. And we sin and cause consequences that make us suffer. And others sin and cause consequences that make us suffer. And then just the brokenness of nature itself causes suffering. People die, accidents happen, natural disasters take place, big economic shifts swing and cause us to lose it all. Suffering is a fact of life in this world, and we we need to acknowledge it and not try to stick it you know, in the back of our closet somewhere and pretend that it's not there. So just as counterintuitive as it may seem, meditate on your suffering. What suffering do you have that you need to talk to God about tonight? Job goes on in verse 5, Let gloom and deep darkness claim it referring to the the day he was born. Let gloom and deep darkness claim it. Let clouds dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. Man, it's such intense language that the Bible gives here for his suffering. And we've thought about our own suffering a little bit, but let's think about the suffering that we know around us. Think about the people that you have direct involvement with. Who do you know that is suffering, who would you say in your life is experiencing the very deepest suffering right now? As someone comes to mind, it's helpful to read this and know just how bad it can get, and you know that you often are not prone to verbalize and share exactly how you're feeling when you're suffering this intensely, they also may not be, and they may be cursing the day of their own birth. They may feel like it would be better if they had never been born. I think we should let that motivate us to pray for them right now and to determine that we will do our best to show them sympathy and to comfort them and to be present with them in their suffering and not to abandon them. So just take 20, 30 seconds to pray for them right now.
This is such a heavy bit of scripture. I think I'll read one more verse and we'll go ahead and pray. Verse 6, that night, the night of his birth, he says, Let thick darkness seize it. Let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. And one good thing about the Bible is it gives us uh, language to express the way we're feeling that we would probably never come up with on our own. So Job here is in deep pain, and I recognize that you might be in deep pain yourself. And I just want to pray for you that uh, you will, even though you may not understand God's ways, that you will trust God's wisdom. Father, I lift this listener up to you, and they may not be in any pain. This may be a scripture that uh, you mean for them to meditate on on behalf of someone else who is in great pain or in preparation for pain that may be to come, or as a way of processing pain in the past. I don't know, but you do. And I pray that this passage would have its full effect on this listener, and that you would be their comforter, and that you would strengthen their faith in your wisdom, even when they are in pain. Uh, And if they are in this level of suffering, Lord, please sustain them and strengthen them, Please keep them safe and close to you. Please bring good friends who will bring good counsel to them. Please help them trust your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.